Miller, and Condon. Kid- oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For the next two hours, Trent Condon and Ken Miller talking sports with you, and we appreciate you uh, giving us a portion of your morning into the afternoon. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Uh, Matt Rudy, our guy, when it comes to golf, Golf Digest will join us. We will talk about the Masters. If you like to bet on the Masters, if that's something maybe that's in the back of your mind you might bet a dollar or two on a golfer or two uh, this weekend uh, maybe Matt can uh, help you out we will pick his brain on who he likes what um, you know some of the guys that are playing well coming into it etc with our friend Matt Rudy look forward to this well eight times a year preview and recapping all of the masters and he's back with us so he'll join us at the bottom of the hour uh, to kick off our number two we're going to head north to Dane Muzzatani our friend from the Twin City St. Paul Pioneer Press he's a gopher grad he covers the Vikings. He covers uh, the wild uh, pinch hits on the Twins. Uh, he wears a lot of hats at the St. Paul Pioneer Press. And uh, we will talk to Dane Muzzatani. Always look forward to those conversations to lead off our number two. And then off to Chicago, we shall go and catch up with our friend David Kaplan. Uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy on a weekly basis and lots of ground to cover with Cappy. So here we are on a Wednesday. The uh, baseball moves on. Um, you know, I just heard the, the uh, Ronda Moss. I think it's Ronda. It sounds like Ronza. It does sound like Ronza, but I Googled her. Yeah. And it's Ronda. Hmm. Maybe she ate and a disease. Maybe, but um, she just, she brought up Keegan Murray in the update. 200 threes. It's unbelievable. Um, like a lot of people, we don't watch a lot of NBA. Mm-hmm. Maybe a lot of people don't have a squad. I'm latching my wagon to the Sacramento Kings playoff run. That'd be a good one. Why not, right? Yeah. Love his story. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that he's, uh, what, what he's done. Of course, we, uh, he entertained us uh, for a couple of years at the University of, so why not? Um, I mean, do they have a chance? One problem. Oh. They're going to play late games. That is a problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. <laughs> so it'll be a lot of waking up in the morning and finishing <laughs> off on the DVR. I yeah, never thought about that aspect. Yeah, yeah. you're right, Trent. Give me a tea. Let's take the Boston Celtics. All right. That, that's more your speed right there. <laughs> yeah, the six, six uh, tip, uh, six central tip off time. Yeah, I never thought of that aspect yeah. of it. Yeah, you fun hater. You. I'm, I'm just. No, you're right. I'm bringing the reality. Yep, you're right. I'll be up watching them. I know you will. Do they have a chance? I mean, they're going to play. They're the three, right? Are they locked to three? The. History will tell us no. Okay. Because they're playing who? Just because we don't see young teams, first time oh, in. I see what you're saying. Making a run. Gotcha. That's what history tells us is okay. that's not going to happen for this squad. But mm-hmm. well, history also says I saw somebody that had them to win the division before the year, a $30 bet, and brought home $12,000. So Jesus. History would really? also say that yeah, that wasn't going to happen. Oof. And there's the Kings bringing home the division title. So, did you see? By the way, did you see the guys' tickets from FanDuel? The four parlays: Chiefs, UConn, and all of them were like over six hundred thousand dollars. That's what it paid. And he had four of them. Wow! Like you bet them on four separate days, and 
And look, there's a lot of properties out there mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, enough's enough. Um, but they kept taking his money. And boy, oh boy, did, now he, he's, make, he's betting 10000 to throw, so mm-hmm. he's got the cash to begin with. Right. But my good God, what a, what a score that was. Um, anyways, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. Well, they are, they're the three seed right now. Mm-hmm. They're two games back. There's two games remaining. I don't know tiebreaker-wise if they can, if they can catch it. Memphis. Right. Yep. I don't know what the tiebreaker mm-hmm. is in that one. But you're looking at playing... Possibility of the Clippers, Clippers. maybe the Warriors, uh, could be the Lakers. I don't want to see the Lakers. Yeah, look, but, Lakers look like they're 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 um they're still in the play in tournament, are they not? They are as of right now. Yeah, the Clippers have the tiebreaker over the Lakers, so it's the Clippers as the six, the Lakers as the seven, as we sit here this morning. Wow. And Timberwolves, they are in. Mm-hmm. They're just trying now to. Well, you'd love to jump up, be in the seven eight because. Mm-hmm. Winning two games, winning back to back, going to be incredibly difficult yep. just to get into the main bracket. There, I want to see the Lakers in there. I do. I just yeah. LeBron yeah, after no, not having him last yep. year. Yep, it's just I love watching him play. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching LeBron James and out there with the bad foot. Yeah. Went to the LeBron James of doctors, as he said. <laughs> what, what, he said. what a great line! It is good, and he's out there. It's a confident many, line. Yes, after many doctors said that no, he shouldn't be playing on uh-huh. it. He found the one that said, "Yeah, green light." Yep, and he away he goes. Oh, by the way, he happens to be a season ticket holder. Is that <laughs> right, the... one of those? Right. Uh, yeah, that looks good. We'll give you the green check mark. Away you go, LeBron. <laughs> yeah. and, Put a little uh, butter on it and yeah, get out there. Make sure that I get those tickets right next to Nicholson over there. Oh uh, yeah, those are the good ones. But and yeah, just having are. the Lakers back is so important. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets have been inconsistent. They have not played well for the last few weeks. Um, it, it's open. It is open, though. And, and back to your original point on the Kings, I don't think so because of history, but the way this team plays, they're an exciting team. They're fun to watch, and that's what makes this, and just the NBA in general, how fun this is going to be when we get here past the weekend. And you know what, Trent? And we say it the same thing every year. And, the, and I think we know the answers just because... I and I was state are going to take precedence over anything we do, but we get to the NBA playoffs, and toward the end of it, it's like you know why don't we do more this year in this <laughs> yes, season? Why don't we? Why don't we watch more? This is really good, mm-hmm. and it is really good. Um, but we're we're at that point. I was thinking about it coming in today for the first time since you know since uh, roughly the middle of July. I, I shut the cruise control off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. I mean, sports talk for us. Yes. Um, Centers around Iowa State. Absolutely, it's really easy. So you get to this point in April, and you you got to you know put your foot back on the accelerator because been on cruise control uh, for the last I don't know six or eight months. We're certainly grateful to that, and it'll go by quick. But the up the NBA uh, is uh, certainly going to help it. Um, NHL will likewise. Yeah, we'll get a little hockey talk with Dane Mizzitani. That is his main beat. Is on the Minnesota Wild about that a Hawaiian (laughs) who went to the University of Minnesota. Yes. Left Hawaii to go to college Uh at the University of Minnesota and then stuck around. And he loves it up there. He does. I get it. It's a beautiful snow. It's not really nice in January and February. No. Uh, but there's a lot of places like that. But um, yeah, he—it's uh, a beautiful city, especially especially in the summer with all of the lakes and all of the green and all of the trees. Uh, we should maybe—I don't know—reach see if we can twist his arm a little bit to doing more of these because we talk Chicago all the time. We do, yeah, um, all the time. The Chiefs—we've got our guy Mitch Holtis. We got him covered. Milwaukee. Eh. 
Nobody cares, but but Minnesota is a big sports city. They've got all the sports, a Big Ten school right in their uh, right in their community. So, Muzatani, um, very good guest, and we look forward to catching up with him. Your Twins finally lost last night, and here's the thing: it didn't take long. No, one fifty-seven. That's incredible. Did you watch much of it? Had it on. Same thing, getting stuff ready. That 541st pitch is awful. (laughs) That is terrible in the Condon household. Mm -hmm. That does not work. And then when I look up and, oh, crap, it's it's the 8th. And it's still Mm 1-0, and that was it. I mean, it was just one of those games where Alcantara was unbelievable. Yeah, well, he's the ace of their staff. Yeah, and he was really good. On the the other side. pitchers in the National League, for crying out loud. How about Kent Maeda? Making his first start in well over a year. Uh-huh. We well, must have been good because it was a very low-scoring game. Gives up three hits, strikes out nine, wow. only one walk, and that's mm-hmm. always, when you're coming off the Tommy John, that's always a big concern sure. about control. Control look there. This staff for the Twins has a chance to be really good. They have never had, at least on paper, coming into the year, the kind of depth that they have, one through five in a that's staff. Right. Ever? No, t- really? <laughs> All right, 1987. Uh-huh. Frank Viola. Yep. Burt Levin. Love them. Remember who the other guy that started World Series game was? Les Straker. Yes, you got that one. Not many people get it. You had that one. Yeah. He was awful. Yeah, it was great. He was terrible. Uh-huh. And he was the best of the bunch. Uh-huh. 1991. At the top. Yes, a great, great, of course, game seven for Jack uh-huh. Morris. Uh-huh. They went out and got They him. had another righty, too. They had Radke. Yeah, uh, Tappany. Oh, Tappany. That's who I was thinking of. Yep. But... Deeper, not a whole mm-hmm. lot there. Mm-hmm. Okay, they had for a couple years when Johan and Liriano were elite. That was amazing at that time. And the rest of it, uh-huh. not very good. Right. The depth that they have, one through five right now, I think this is the best staff on paper. Mm-hmm. Well, you did yourself a huge favor when you fleeced the Blue Jays to give to take uh, Barrios off your hands. Well, Boy, he's bad. Yeah, he's What has happened to him? Just completely fell off the Terrible. Map. And they got paid. Yes, north of $100 million. That's where the excitement comes. Buxton, and this is American. This isn't Canadian dollars. Just because <laughs> yes. he plays in Canada, yeah. all of the professional athletes get paid in USA bucks. The staff depth, they can swing it. They got plenty of options there. They're going to get healthier with Polanco. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're a week into this thing, and there's a long ways to go. And Cleveland, mm-hmm. though they lost last night, Cleveland looks to be pretty good. Think so? Not sure about the White, uh, the White Sox. I don't either. Yeah, we'll get into that, Cappy, a little bit later on. Yeah. It's hard to get a, a real mm-hmm. good pulse on them now. They open up against the Astros, and they easily could win three out of four. I in agree. That series, so. Yep. You know that's a, that's a really good point. You, you got to remember who the teams are playing out of this yeah. year. Like like Tampa's unbeaten. Tampa is unbeaten so far this year. But and they have beat. Yeah, hey, take a look at who they beat. Right, the Tigers and the Nationals. Doesn't exactly. That's no exactly. Make, yeah. It's not the twenty seven Yankees. <laughs> right. And they get the A's. And they get the A's coming up. And then they're home for four with the Red Sox. When will they lose? they got to lose one of them here. Maybe today. Boy, there's it's day baseball. Every, yes. I think there's one night game. Yes, it's in Kansas City. Yep. Toronto and Kansas City. Do you think there's any reason for that? Is it just first getaway uh, day kind of thing? Well, what, what are they avoiding? That's what I was kind of yeah, wondering. Yeah, I don't th- I mean, there's no big event tonight. No, the NBA is coming to the end. But- I was kind of surprised that uh, the Major League Baseball, the NBA took Monday off. They did. Um, and they've done that for a few years now. Sure, and that's the right thing to do. Yep. But I kind of thought there would be somewhat of a light schedule on Monday in MLB. That was not the case. No, not at all. So 
I don't know the reasoning behind it. Now, a lot of teams that haven't been at home yet, the Twins were scheduled to have their home Yeah, that was scheduled tomorrow, and they pushed it back? Pushed it back to Friday all uh-huh. over. That shows you uh, how bad the weather is going to be. Speaking of that, did you get hit last night in Ankeny? Just very little, Trent. We got we got pounded with some did hail. You? Yeah. I mean, when you say pounded, like for, for a prolonged period of time? Oh, probably five minutes. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, we got maybe pea-sized hail for, I don't know, it didn't seem like it was even a minute. Mm-hmm. Ours was a little bit bigger than that. DirecTV went out for a while. Yeah, um, same. But it wasn't long, and, and it gives. I, I do like the opportunity or the option, not the opportunity. It's not an opportunity um, to go low res. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it gives instead of just losing everything entirely, and then watching it on low res. Isn't how, it different? It is so awful. I, I can. How remember, did we do that? I have no idea, and I can remember getting new TVs in the '90s and bringing them home. Wow, what a great picture! Right. No, it wasn't. Those old it was better than screens. you're used to, maybe. Yeah. It was just big, crappy resolution. I will never forget the first time I was at a convention. That convention I go to every year in Tucson, mm-hmm. that horse racing convention, when I saw HD, high definition for the first time, it's like, oh my God, what a difference. <laughs> <laughs> and one day I was working, we were, it, was, it was here, um, and John Miller was doing afternoons, and he was telling me about this new thing on DirecTV. That you can stop TV in the middle of a play, and you can actually go right back and watch. Ah, come on. <laughs> right. And I had to get some kind of, because I had direct, I mean, I've had direct TV since the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. But I had to get to the, the right box or something, and what a change that has been. It's oh been Oh, my huge, God, right? we've seen some incredible stuff, haven't we? Yes, we have. What's next? <sighs> What's next? You know, people talk about the 4K thing. Okay. I've seen it. Yeah, it's better, but. Yeah. It's not the jump from standard definition to high definition that yeah, we see. Well, what, what is next out there? Where is we going to go to consume our sports? And don't say online, but I know that's the right answer. Visual reality. You wonder. Maybe put on glasses yeah. and it looks like you're in the infield. Yep. <laughs> or you're between Look the pipes. Look around wherever you want, yeah. <laughs> not too bad, right? right? Yeah. You know, those sky cams and you're just on them, one of those sky cams and you're right there. <laughs> maybe that's the next frontier, mm-hmm. but whatever it is, I'm here for it. and. Mm-hmm. Baseball day, baseball. And the Cubs played eleven thirty. Eleven thirty five. I like the Cubs. Here. Boy, they had. I got to get a explosion. They had an ex- well. Who do you like? Stroman's pitching for the I, Cubs. I got the Cubs. Uh, they they scored a bunch of runs yesterday. It was three one. I think Cincinnati. And I switched over to the Royals and the Blue Jays, and I came back to the Cubs game. It was like eleven three. Eleven three. They're just they had a, a huge uh, offensive output. So we'll see. Yeah, baseball. Benny tweets or texts me. Yeah, shocker. Eloy Jimenez is already hurt. Oh man. Yeah, two to three years on the shelf, <laughs> or two three weeks rather <laughs> well, on the you, shelf. Could you be. Might be right. I might be right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he was one of those guys, comeback player of the year. That uh, I thought, you know what? There's a chance. Him and Luis Robert, mm-hmm. two guys that you could maybe uh, uh, take a little bit of a run at. Well, we've made it 15 minutes without talking about Caitlin Clark, and that good. continues. I think it is too. Yeah, I think uh, Dan Patrick made a good point. Is it um, a good point? Maybe nationally. I don't know locally. Um, it's like that record you hear, and you'll keep playing it over and over again. So good, mm-hmm. and then. Uh, Kind of, you know, sick of this record over and over again. But look, there. Um, I just, I just want to see where it goes. Yeah. I want to see what this summer brings for her, the opportunities that it bring, and how will. Because I've never seen anything like it, Trent. And I'm not talking about her specifically, but she's the reason for it, or a huge reason for it. The meteoric rise of a sport that's been around for a long, long time, mm-hmm. and to be honest, ignored. 
Yeah. And this is just me. No. No, this this is this is uh nine out of ten, mm-hmm. maybe sports fans. Um maybe more. Maybe more. Um but the change and and how quickly that it happened. Um She's the reason for it. Yes. I, I know that upsets some people, but she is the reason for mm-hmm. that. People aren't tuning in or buying a ticket to watch Kim Mulkey coach. No. I saw that. I, honest to God saw that. No, you don't buy a ticket to watch Nick Saban coach. You're mm-hmm. sure as hell not watching or buying a ticket to watch Kim Mulkey coach. Mm-hmm. Now, you might, in, in your own way, want to do it because you want to see how much she gets away with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe keep score of that as the year goes on. Because, yep. oh my God, she pushes the envelope, doesn't she? She really does. Oh. She takes it to another level. But it's ultimately about Caitlin Clark and... Her responses yesterday after being given the phenomenal, she says everything perfect. Yes, the way that she is. Her stock went up further yesterday. There is no doubt, and it just keeps Mm -hmm. growing and growing. And you've talked about this from the NIL deals that are still coming, uh, the estimates that are out there, seven to eight million dollars coming her way next year. There is so much out there and so much for her to do. And you couple that with somebody that has the drive that made herself into this kind of player that continues to push, mm-hmm. that we've seen evolve from the pouty freshman that was falling on the floor all the time looking for calls to what we've seen this past cool. season. See, I, I wasn't watching back then, yeah. so I don't know. And now you see her, yeah. and yes, the attitude is there. She has yeah. the sass, she has the flair, she has all those things, but she's also turned herself into about as close to a complete basketball oh. player. And then you couple it with the Steph Curry effect. We watch LeBron, we watch Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. we watch these players, yep. but we can't do that. And Steph Curry gave this moment where, mm-hmm. look, I'm never going to be able to dunk, but no, I can shoot it. Maybe. And if I practice enough. Now, has it led to maybe a de-evolution of basketball in some sense maybe. when you're watching you know, seventh graders try to chuck up 25-footers and they mm-hmm. can't even get it there? Yeah, maybe. But it's something to shoot for. That's realistic. Same thing on the girls' game now. They have something to realistic. Look, you can never be... Seven, six foot seven, like the Brazilian girl for South Carolina. That's not going to happen. There's not many people that have the athleticism and the size of Angel Reese. But if you are a guard out there, this is something to shoot for, working on that. Steph Curry, that's why he's beloved, because there's just that little inkling. Boy, I'd love to be able to know what And you know what it is about some of them, too? When you say Steph, you know who you're talking about, Mm -hmm. right? Caitlin, yeah, she's got an incredible marketing name. Mm-hmm. It's a huge advantage. If it was just her. Lynn, oh yeah, or Deb, yeah, right, or Mary. <laughs> you know, I want a pair of Marys. I want a pair of Debs. I want a pair of Caitlins. Your age is I want to watch a little Caitlin. Your, your, your age well, showed a little bit with those names. With the names, but true. <laughs> I was using me, you know, the other end of the scale. <laughs> but that's a huge marketing, huge marketing plus for her. All right, we're real quick on this uh, because we're going to get some resolution. I have to believe in the next couple of weeks, and I think the country will be grateful when it does happen. Aaron Rodgers now tick, is now rumored to San Francisco if the Jets can't get anything done. I don't know if that's Rodgers camp floating that out mm-hmm. there. I don't know who is, is behind this, but I mean, where would you rather see him go? Where's, where's the, but more likely he's going to win a, a another Lombardi. He's in the NFC and he doesn't have to, if he goes to San Francisco and face Burrow and face Patrick Josh Mahomes Allen. and Herbert and Allen and Lawrence. And I'm sure I'm missing a couple. And I wish I could include Wilson, but I can't. Uh, but you get my point. If mm-hmm. he goes to the if he goes to the NFC instantly and they're probably are they favorites in the NFC? I think they were. Yeah, I, I think, think I remember they probably are. That. Right. Yeah. I know they're low. I mean, they're a short price to win the Super Bowl. Um, but boy, oh boy. Wouldn't that be something if that's where he ultimately ends up? This 
I could see either faction, either the Packers side saying, Jets, you got to come with a deal. We got to get this thing mm-hmm. done. Or this is the Rodgers camp saying, well, let's go this, and, and it makes a lot more sense. Who has the leverage between, between the, the Packers and, and the Jets? Who has the leverage? Is it the pack? Is it the Jets? Because they're going to have a good draft pick. They got a, where are they? Like a 10, 11, something like that. I don't think they're top 10. I'm not even sure the first round pick is in play. Um, but if they want to use the pick in 2023, 13. which 13, I would think that they would want to use whatever the compensation they get. They would want to use it this year and not carry it over to next year because this staff and this general manager, there's no guarantee they're going to be back. Right. I mean, if they crash and burn this year with Jordan Love, mm-hmm. um, there's I will hit the road. They go six and eleven. They're gone probably. Yeah, and well, it was all Aaron Rodgers, and, and that narrative will mm-hmm. certainly be out there. And Gutekunst was not able to keep Rodgers happy. Right. He never gave him the weapons that no, he needed. Made the mistake of drafting Jordan Love in the first place, right. and that's all, where it all started. All of that narrative will be out there. They haven't drafted a tight end in like twenty years. I mean, those kind of things will be out there, and it'll mm-hmm. be a huge negative against him. So you're exactly right. You want to get that thirteenth pick. You want to get. They got two second rounders, 42 and 43. You know what? Maybe that's the compensation. Maybe it's 42. You keep the one, give us 42, 43. Here's Aaron Rodgers. Hmm. Is that enough? Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's old. It's not like you're getting 32 year old Aaron Rodgers. You're getting, he's 39, right? If you give me the 13, 42 or 43, whichever, and a second or third rounder next year, deal. 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 That's that's what you got. Let me look up Roger's age. He is. He's thirty nine. Thirty nine. He'll be forty in about week fourteen, fifteen okay. next year. So he's got what? Maybe I don't know how long he has to play. A couple of years. I mean, he didn't have a great year this year. No. By by his standards, I mean, mm-hmm. he's coming off back to back MVPs, so he set the bar relatively high. Um, I don't know. I personally, because I don't like Aaron Rodgers, I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as a football player anymore. And what is that? Because he, yeah, yeah, he beat the crap out of the Bears. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah, yeah, he owns the Bears. Yeah. I, a lot of scar tissue there. Sure, I get it. So I want to see him in New York with the Jets because it's an inept organization, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't have to see him until you ultimately. And it's not even seeing him. I just I think I could see him burn. Uh, I want to see Aaron Rodgers burn. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be better to watch him burn in a Packer uniform, but mm-hmm. that's, again, just fandom getting in the way mm-hmm. there. But I want to see him fail. He's not going to fail in San Francisco. I don't think so. <laughs> not with those weapons. And there's a bunch of them. The Brock Purdy local love away. Take that to the side mm-hmm. and just make it quarterback X. Mm-hmm. Last pick in the draft and what Kyle Shanahan was able to do right. with him. right. There's a lot more to Aaron Rodgers than there is Brock Purdy. There certainly is. Even at this point, yep. even with the 17-year gap between the two guys, yep. there's a lot difference mm-hmm. between those two guys. And you put him in San Francisco with those weapons, yep. with the coaching staff, with and, somebody and you that you put you Purdy think... behind him to learn from him. Because i got to think at this point Rodgers is w- willing to share that wisdom because he knows that the sand in his... Um, in his hourglass is about to run out. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you can't play forever. Right. And though there was much made about when Love was drafted and some of the negativity that came from Rodgers, you still heard here over the last couple of years, he was a lot better than Favre was to him. Mm-hmm. Was it perfect? No. Was he the great tutor? Was he what like Alex Smith was to Patrick Holmes? No, oh, no. He no, wasn't no, that. No. But he also wasn't a complete a-hole the yeah. whole time. Yeah. He was willing to help and understand what they were going to be. And because of that, same thing here with Purdy. And understanding this is going to be his last shot. I think you would see that mentorship I do that too. you hope for. 
when he goes to San Francisco, and there was spread. How many times did we see Lafleur and Rodgers get into it, even when they were riding high? Mm-hmm. The back-to-back-to-back, 13-win seasons. And there was every single year, there was something on the sidelines. Yep, There was game-to-game, plenty of times, where you would see those conversations. The respect, I believe, that Rodgers would have for somebody like Kyle Shanahan compared to what he had for Lafleur, yeah. I think that takes it to another level. No, because he, he absolutely respects uh, respects uh, what he does. All right, you got a keyword coming up. We will uh, get to that. Another opportunity to win a thousand dollars, and these opportunities will be here. Uh, well, for the rest of the day, for as far as local programming goes, as Murph and Andy have a couple, uh, the drive with Heather and Sean, they've got three opportunities uh, as well, and we've got one coming up here in just a couple of moments. Again, Matt Rudy from Golf Digest on the Masters. Uh, we will talk to Matt Rudy in five minutes or thereabouts. Pick his brain. The, the weather, for at least the last that I've seen, is not going to be conducive, I think, to a uh, pristine uh, four days uh, in Augusta, Georgia. We'll see. Obviously, we hope that it changes and hope everybody um, you know, can just play their best, right? Play their best courses. Um, Equal to everybody's, meaning you don't get, you get a huge break if you teed off in the morning as opposed uh, to doing so uh, in the afternoon. All right, uh, one call, and then we will give you the keyword. It is uh, Ross who wants to join the program. Ross, welcome. Uh, what's on your mind, Ross? Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good. Good. Hey, I was just talking to Trent a little bit. I haven't listened much this week, but could you imagine the blowback and everything with Iowa and LSU if they gave Caitlin Clark the MVP, which personally I think they could have done it with sure, no problem for the tournament. Yeah. I mean, I think, and if Iowa would have come back and made that a three or four point game, mm-hmm. you know, how how almost couldn't you give it to her? And like <laughs> I said, I, I I don't want to get in deep on my opinions on that. That'll get me in trouble. But <laughs> I think she they could have given it to her right now the way it was. Oh, look, look, I just look. thought that. Would, no, I was just going to say, look what she did. did yeah. turn right and it's not most yeah. valuable. No. It's most outstanding right. player. Well, outsta- and, good point. And yes. if your takeaway was that the most outstanding player in that tournament was Angel Reese, yeah, you're wrong. we were watching a different tournament yeah. because it wasn't even close. The exactly. most outstanding player was Caitlin Clark, yeah. even though they lost in the championship yeah. game. Yeah, absolutely. And boy, you imagine how your conversations would have gone this week if that happened. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you, Ross. Appreciate right, well, you listening. General, let's go. Yep. Thank you. Good to hear from you. All right. Time for another $1,000 home run. Head to KXNO.com right now. KXNO.com right now. A pop-up box will appear. Once it does, enter the keyword bank. Bank, your chance to win $1,000. Bank at KXNO.com. About an hour from right now, we'll have another opportunity for another $1,000. And then again, all the remainder of the afternoon with the remainder of our local programming block. We will be joined by Matt Rudy from Golf Digest when Miller and Condon come back on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KX. With Elite Eye Care. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station. Love that music, 106.3 KXNO. Time for the Masters, time for golf conversation. And when it comes to golf conversation and shows I've been a part of this about year 24-25, where Matt Rudy uh, has uh, been good enough to help us out. And he's back again for another year. Golf Digest is where you can read him or watch some of the videos that he works on. Matt Rudy joins us. Matt Trenton, Ken, thank you again. Good to speak with you. How are you, Matt? 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Rudy? You know, I, I hate to admit this as a Spartan, but we were temporary Hawkeye fans watching that national championship. <laughs> game. So I, I was thinking about you guys, and we were watching it. It was pretty. It was pretty great. Yeah, the but whole thing. Everything, everything is good. Everything, everything is good here, and, uh, and uh, I'm happy to talk to you guys. No, we're we're grateful to have you on. No doubt about it. Well, um, saw the picture last night of the champions dinner. What I mean, the guys in the green suit or the green sports coat. Uh, what what a group, right? It's, it's got a little bit of uh, of everything in there, and. Maybe it'll be someone else joining that group, or maybe it'll be a repeat that joins that or belongs in that group. But uh, we shall see. So let's get to the how you handicap this tournament, and that's a big part of our program is trying to figure out you know who to bet on. Trent brought up a good point yesterday. We we don't see L, uh, the Live Golf Tour, right? We just don't. Right. So we don't know how these guys are playing, how they're going to – are they going to feel a little awkward playing in this event? How would you go about it with the, with the guys coming back from the, from the live tour? Well, I can tell you, it, you can see that in the, in the odds. I don't think in a in – a, in a, in, I think DJ's 30-1 to 1 right now, and, and you're right. I, you, you, it's hard to tell what his form is coming into the Masters, but he is a former mm-hmm. champion you know, in this tournament. And I think you can get pretty good numbers on Brooks Kepka, who's coming off a win last week. And, and I think with Kepka, the answer for him is always his attitude and if his body is cooperating. And he says his body is, is feeling great. And, you know, I would imagine his confidence is, you know, maybe not at its apex, but it's certainly not at the bottom if you're holding up a trophy. So I, I think you're right. I, I think out of sight kind of is out of mind when you're trying to figure out uh, how to how to rate these guys, but but Kim Smith made a good point. He said, "I've played exactly the same amount of golf this season, mm. same number of tournaments coming into the Masters that I played coming into the Masters last year." So you know you could quibble that the you know fifty four holes and the you know the difference you know size of the field and the team component makes some of that competition different. But um, I think that is minimized a little bit at a place like Augusta where you can get some familiarity with the course. You know, you're coming in and it's a place you know. You don't have to learn something that's, that's different and out of your wheelhouse. I think a much, much, much bigger factor this week is weather. The forecast mm-hmm. is terrible. It's going to be raining all week. It's going to be cold. I mean, for, for someone like Tiger who has a, you know, a back fusion and a bad leg, and it just makes it a longer, colder, harder to get warm, you know, loosened up slog. So I think players like that have been impacted by you know the what's going on outside, and, and I think it increases the value of a player like Matt Fitzpatrick, you know, who's a, a technician who thrives on figuring out how to conquer these kinds of conditions. And that might not be someone on your you know at the top of your your picks list, but when when the conditions are like that, and you need someone to be able to deal with potentially being disrupted during the day and having to come back and finish around the next day, all that kind of stuff that happens when you get rain delays. Those are the players I'd start looking at. Speaking of the weather that's becoming a big talking point, Saturday uh, there's conversation maybe even the whole day wiped out, and that would really? lead to a Monday finish, uh, looking at, at some of the advanced things that are out there. Matt, because of that, 
you know, we've seen in the past, we've seen some guys in inclement weather. Zach Johnson, well, you got to be able to bomb it. Yep. Zach Johnson won it in one of those tournaments <laughs> where it was incredibly wet. So I think there's this narrative that I don't exactly agree that you got to be a bomber if this weather holds true throughout the week. Where are you on that front? And what are you hearing weather wise? Is what I've heard that Saturday could be a washout? Is that a real possibility still? It is a possibility, and and I agree with you that it doesn't mean you have to be a bomber. Um, but I think the the sub air systems that they have now mm-hmm. can really take a lot of the moisture out of the green, um, and 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 that can kind of uh, neutralize. I mean, one of the advantages of a wet course is you could you could conceivably hit five irons into those greens and 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 hold the green. I, I think. You, you aren't going to see the absolute, you know, pool table quality mm. this week. It's just not going to be firm and fast like that. So if you're either a, a, a player hits it off the tee like Rory does, which is always an advantage no matter where you play, or, you know, I, I don't know who the modern equivalent of Zach Johnson would be, but someone who's a, you know, a super precise wedge player, I, you know, the, the, if, if the course is playing exceptionally long, it actually kind of neutralizes the ability to go for some of those greens and two. And you can, you know, if you can play that that wedge game, you know, it can help you. And I, I think that, you know, honestly, the guy that's probably the best at that right now on tour is Scotty Scheffler. He hits it far enough. You know, he's not he's not the longest guy ever, but but he hits it far enough, and he's got that stroke gain component from the wedge to about the seven iron. That's as good as anybody on the planet. And, and um, the only thing about Scotty is I've been, you know, my 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 good buddy Randy Smith teaches him. I've been watching all these clips of them on the practice range, kind of grousing at each other, and it's looking a little frantic right now. So I'm not quite sure what that means, but um, I think the the what what any of these players discover is after you win a tournament like this, the the hoopla and all of the the pomp and circumstance that goes with managing the week leading up to the tournament sure. is almost a whole other experience to go through, and it really. It, it shows you why Tiger was so good for so long to be able to deal with all that mm-hmm. stuff. In addition to the to actually going out and teeing it up and playing, you know, you got to be able to manage the autograph stuff and the tickets and the and the jacket thing and the dinner and you know and everybody asking you questions and everybody patting you on the back. It's all fun, but that's just in addition to the regular job. And we talked a lot about that. The cover story that's out now is the one I did with Scotty, and it's about kind of metabolizing all this stuff through the year and how you deal with being that guy. And it's, it is fascinating because it, it's you know he's had to completely recalibrate what a tournament week looks like. Mm-hmm. Getting pulled in a whole bunch of different directions. Uh, I want to ask you about Phil Mickelson. I've been I've been I'm looking forward to our conversation because it it seems to me that, that we should be celebrating you know what him and Tiger the rivalry that they have right for so many years and Tiger was the bad guy and Phil was the good guy and he was university love now he's turning down opportunities media uh, availabilities he doesn't want to talk to the media if he had to do it over again, yes, he got a big check, but he's got a lot of money uh, to begin with. Do you think he would? Do you think that he would turn down the opportunity to be one of the first guys to jump to the Live Tour, knowing that uh, the end of his career, which we should be celebrating, and I think anyway, celebrating and remembering all the great times that he provided his fans, he doesn't have that anymore. Did he make a mistake? Does he think he did? Well, it's important to remember too that this literally, this literally happened right after he did what Rory is just this week called one of the greatest accomplishments in golf history, winning the PGA at 51 yeah, years old. Point. I mean, that was that, that was an enormous yep. event, an enormous accomplishment, and he basically left town right after that. So I'm not so sure that he would necessarily trade it, you know, go back and make a different choice. 
because I also don't know just how much money he has or had. You know, there could well be financial reasons why this made a lot of sense for him to do it. Mm. Just like there might have been financial reasons for Greg Norman to do it. We don't we don't know what what those what the balance sheets look like for those players. And I have to say honestly, as much as I love you guys, if Liv came to me and said, "Hey, go be <laughs> yeah. correspondent for Liv Golf, and we'll give you five million bucks for five years," yeah, I, you have to call me in Riyadh. Yeah, <laughs> I would go and take it. Yeah. My my my, uh, my obligation is to support my family, sure. and, to, and and you know, of course, we're talking about generational wealth. I'm not trying to make it sound like they're going to starve to death if they can't fly right. private. But but um, I think he made a very calculated trade and knew that this was going to happen and there would be some some blowback. But I think a lot of these players are playing the longer game. I think they feel like somewhere down the road there's going to be a, there, you know, this is all going to come together. There's too much money coming from Saudi Arabia into sports mm-hmm. for the PGA Tour to, to say, well, we're going to ignore that money forever. And there's probably going to be a way that this combines and that some of that Saudi money is sponsoring events or, you know, is, is in the PGA Tour ecosystem. And, then, and we're in the work it out phase, which looks kind of ugly. But I think, I think that's the game that those players are playing. So we got this group of guys still chasing their first major and some pretty big names on the list from Xander Shoffley, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Tommy Fleetwood, Victor Hovland, and Ricky Fowler along with Tony Finau. A pretty good list there. Is there a guy out of that group that you feel like has maybe the best opportunity to break through this week? You know, I've loved both Shoffley and Hovland. I I did cover stories with those guys in the last three years, both of them. And I love the way Xander Shoffley plays in big events. The, the the moment is not too big for him. I can remember at the British Open, remember when he was paired with Tiger, and he was just cold-blooded. He didn't get it done, but but the moment wasn't too big for him. And I love how relentless Victor Hovland is about making himself better. He's not afraid to ask questions. You know, he, he comes. He's one of the few players that comes out and says, "My chipping is terrible, and I want to fix it." You know, it, there's there's such a veneer to so many players where they're not willing to say that. I love both of those guys. It is a terrible draw to get Tiger Woods. They're, they're both paired with yeah. Tiger for the first two rounds, and that is a hard job. Yeah. It's, it is hard because there's so many people around. you got to try to play before people move to the next tee box. You know, there, there's a lot of disarray that happens around that kind of you know, situation. And, of course, you've got to you know, play who's in front of you or play with your, whoever you're with, but that's a tough assignment. So I, my normal answer would have been Shoffley because I think he has the game to win one of these. Mm-hmm. I, I guess if you're gonna, if I'm going to pick one right now, it's probably Max Homa. That would be my uh-huh. first uh, major guy. But uh, honestly, I think he's probably the best pick as a California guy who plays great in California. How do you not like Max Homa to win the first one at LA, LA North at the U.S. Open in June? Oh, that does make sense. What about um, a guy like Justin Thomas who's sitting up there? At, he's like twenty to where spend where you where you shop twenty five to one. You can get Justin Thomas. What yeah. kind of what kind of spring has he had that he's such a big price? He's a he's a bad putter. Mm. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard, it's hard to win Augusta National or win the Masters at Augusta National when you're not a good putter. And uh, you know, I, I think a little bit of what he's experiencing, kind of, you know, it, it's the same it's the same streak slump kind of thing, but with maybe with a different reason. But we were spoiled by Tiger and we we're spoiled by by Rory when, when Rory first showed up. Where you have you know Tiger had ten years in a row of dominance and Rory came out five six years in a row just killing it. The actual cadence for a PJ Tour career, even for a really good player, is like what we're seeing with Jordan Spieth or like what we're seeing with you know Justin Thomas. I mean, 
Justin Thomas won a major last year. Um, the, the idea and expectation that you're going to win a major every year, I think, is, mo- is a modern <laughs> expectation. And, and really the only guys that could keep that pace are Tiger and Jack. The, the, I think the real, I think if you look at a career like Phil Mickelson has had, I mean, that is a first ballot Hall of Fame career. And All day I mean, long. Majors does does, does yep. Phil have? I mean, it, it, I mean, he, you know, you're, you're talking about winning one major every four or five years. So I, I, do I think he'll get his problems sorted out? Yeah. Do I think the majors that he'll win are much more likely to be like a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship where it's not necessarily a putting contest? Absolutely. The Tiger conversation. <laughs> Leave it open-ended where you want to go this week with Tiger and, and your thoughts on him. You know, I, the, the, for the first time when I, when I was listening to his comments in the press conference, I mean, he's always, you know, since the leg injury accident, he's always been very upfront about the fact that he doesn't know how many mm-hmm. more of these he has. But it felt super real in the this week when he was talking about it because I think he's being confronted with um, the 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 reality that just walking a place like this four times is not something he might, might be even able to do. I think he can do it this week, but but long term. The ability to just you know traverse those hills and and sort of Ben Hogan it around, I, I, even if he could physically do it, to do it and then have to contend with the the power and the diversity of the of players he's going against, I think he sort of feels the enormity of that. And um and 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 I think part of that experience was last year when you look at the, where the majors were, you've got a place like St Andrews that's just dead flat, and, and that's an easy walk and. Um, that you know that was as easy as it's ever going to be, and and if and if it's not going to significantly improve compared to where it is now, I, I think he he the emotion behind his words where he says I don't know how many more of these I'm going to be able to do, I think that's real. So um, I, we've had this conversation like you guys like you've said I've been on your show for I think more than 20 years. We've had this conversation a lot for a lot of different reasons right. you know, for car crashes and all kinds of things. Yeah. But um, you know. You can't count him out. Obviously, he's he's sur- surprised everybody before. But speaking as an almost fifty-one-year-old man who's had, you know, Achilles surgery in the last year and a half, and has had knee surgery. Mm. I mean, I, I know I know what it feels like when you wake up in the morning and you got to move around for two hours just to be able to move around. And that's it is hard to compete against. You know, the, the, that 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 USAM guy who's playing. In the, he, he's got a hundred and ninety mile an hour ball speed. Jeez. You know, that, that's just a different. That's just a different thing than what Tiger can do now. Matt Rudy. Uh, so you've got to try to Frank Tanana, I guess. Yeah, that's a great analysis because he certainly made himself fireball pitcher into a guy who painted corners and did so at the end of his career very successfully. Matt, I uh, hope the other schedule allow you to join us on Monday to recap. I'll text you on Sunday to see if that works. And thank you again for doing this as always, Matt Rudy. Enjoy the Masters. You bet. Thank you. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. As we catch up, uh, by the way, on Twitter, at Rudy Writer, mm-hmm. at Rudy Writer, Rudy, uh, Writer rather with a W, uh, at Rudy Writer. Um, who are you betting? A lot. <laughs> a lot. So uh, last night, I pull up Circa. Uh-huh. I'm going through to win the win odds. The, Trent, the difference price-wise is just remarkable. It is. You're sometimes talking about four and five points. There was one that I saw. It was somebody. It was Justin either, Thomas was twenty to one at one shop, twenty two uh-huh. at another, and twenty five at Circa. It was either Shoffley or Morikawa because I got them both involved, and they're both around. One's thirty one fifty, the other's thirty two hundred at Circa. So I'm at another shop at twenty two to one. That's ridiculous. Again, 
Lowest theoretical hold. I remember the first time I heard that. I, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. Basically, what it means is think of a normal bet. You're laying minus 110, 10% hold. That's what Circa works towards for golf. The other shops, no. over 30% hold. That means if you're betting golf at some of these other places, you're basically laying minus 130 on all your bets. Where would you bet? There's one place to bet golf. Yeah, but they don't give me a sign-up bonus, Trent. Uh, <laughs> it uh, all works out in the end if yes. indeed you have any modicum of success. We will take a timeout, come back and finish the hour. Thanks to Matt Rudy. You know who really is going to be able to capitalize on Saturday if it is a rainout? You know, sitting right across the street? Oh, Daly. In the Hooters. Come on in. Get an autograph. John Daly will be there all weekend long. Make a boatload of cash, too, yes, won't he? he? Jesus. Good for him. Yeah, why not? Miller and Condon. Uh, back to wrap up hour number one. Minneapolis, we will head. Talk Minnesota sports with Dane Muzzatani. Chicago with David Kaplan at the bottom of the next hour. Trent's Plays of the Day Circus Sponsors. That comes up about 10 to 1. Miller and Condon. Oh, we have another keyword now. we number two as well. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Which home selling team? Welcome back. Final minute, hour number one. Busy hour number two, north of Minneapolis. And then we will head east. I guess from Minneapolis, we're going to have to head southeast to Chicago. Not that long of a trip, but looking forward to catching up with uh, both Cappy and Dane Mazzatani, who covers Minnesota sports for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Um, Tiger to make the cut, Tiger to finish in the top 20. Yes. Both of them. Yes. I would feel disappointed if I Can he contend? I have bet against him before, Mm -hmm. but it's so difficult. But what we saw from him dragging that leg around physically. Right. Pre-car accident, you know what? We were talking about a guy who still has a fighter's chance, I think. Punch in 2019. Right. He's he's been there, but... Mm -hmm. The it physical, seems like we're coming to the end, doesn't it, sadly? I don't. I hope you're right, man. I don't. I think there is still another, within the next two, three, four years, that... Well, look, Fred Couples is usually in contention after the first yep. uh, 36 holes. I think we're going to see him get as close to physically a 50-year-old guy He's got guy one more in him. I think he's got... He's got to beat Phil Mickelson's win in a major at 51. Uh-huh. That's a target. Yes. That's a target for sure. And he needs those, and... He's got a big one. Well, let's see. Uh, hour two coming up next. We will head to Minneapolis with Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. That's right out of the shoot. An hour two on 106.3 KX.